0: Welcome back, Shmoney team. Woo-woo! It's me, Amina Tussauds. And I'm Angela Yee. And we are back, baby. We're back again with another episode of Colorful Lives presented by State Farm to help you increase your financial IQ and to bring your career, business, and life to the next level. And we have
1: a surprise for you.
2: Yes, we got more sh- money for you.
1: <laughs> hey, guys, it's Tanya from MyFab Finance. Yes, yes.
2: She's a Colorful Lives regular, and she's been on here with us before. And now she's permanent. I
0: know. know. Y'all loved her so much. We had to make her part of the furniture here. Look at God. (laughs) Look at God. And we're having so much fun. Also, somebody who really knows about money.
1: (laughs) Just a little bit. You know, just a little, you know, just I only study it every day.
2: Yeah, no, I'm excited because that means I'm about to have even more
0: money thanks to you. (laughs)
1: And I know it's so crazy because, Angela, I feel like we've, like, talked about money a lot. Uh, yeah, a couple of times. The past yeah. couple years.
0: <laughs> I mean, I had a spiritual experience on the show when you came and talked to us last season. Mm-hmm. So she hopefully, talks about that all the time, by the way. Hopefully, the I'm going to get my money right this year and make more money, more money, more wealth, more health. It's going to be great. You know, make your money, make money. That's the goal. Okay, we're excited for the season. For those of you who do not know... What do I do? <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> because I don't know. What I, I am do. the host of The Breakfast Club. For, <laughs> for those of you who don't know, I am the host of a podcast called Call Your Girlfriend. And your name is? My name is Aminatu. So you can call me Amina, like all my friends. And so if I call you Aminatu, I'm not your friend? It's such a beautiful name. Listen, like. it's a great name. It's just like, you know how different people in different phases of your life call I you different you. things? Right. like. Like, my parents have a name that they call me. My friend, my family has a name that they call me. My whatever. Like, that's just that fool. They call me Rap. Like Rap? Rap. (laughs) Literally, yeah. I'll explain it. I want people to call me Cash. Can I change my name? (laughs) Oh, my
2: gosh. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, so go ahead. Run Run it down.
0: I'm the host of a podcast called Call Your Girlfriend. I am writing a forthcoming memoir. Woo, woo!
2: I know. I I like how she sort of dropped that in there like, I am. Goal
0: achieved. Goal achieved. It was one of my accountability goals with you. I am on the advisory board for the Sundance Film Festival and, you know, do a bunch of other jobs. It's very exciting. She's
2: popping, basically.
0: Basically. Listen, a lot of jobs. Future New
1: York Times bestseller. Inshallah. All of it. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
2: I'm Angela Yee, and I'm one of the hosts on The Breakfast Club. I also own a juice bar called Juices for Life in Brooklyn. It's delicious. It sure I have another podcast called Lip Service, and you know, just I have a book club as well that I'm really excited about, and we're going to talk about wow. that for accountability as well. So, um, and I have other things that I'm starting that I'm excited to get into later. But let's get to you, Tanya.
1: Yeah. So I'm Tanya Rapley. I'm founder of My Fab Finance, also known as the Millennial Money Expert. And I started finance back in 2013 because I just realized my finances were a wreck and now it's a full-time job like i'm a content creator to on-air talent with a lot of different brands and just really helping people get their financial lives together because we need that you know it's paycheck to paycheck it's just not it doesn't have to be our reality and i really specialize in helping people own their power so i'm the author of a best-selling book called the Money manual which Ooh. was self-published and i released it back in may and that was a labor of love right like yeah but incredibly excited about everything else like i'm passionate about merging money entertainment because it doesn't have to be boring and that's what i loved about being on this podcast last year is that you guys made it so fun talking about money
2: i'm surrounded by authors so i'm starting to feel like it might be my destiny sooner than i think listen
0: i'm surrounded by homeowners so i hope it's my (laughs) destiny soon (laughs) if that's uh if that's the game that we're playing now i'm tanya since you're
2: permanent now, let's talk about accountability check-ins because we okay. always do this every time we start okay. on Colorful Live. So what the accountability check-in is we talk about things that we've wanted to accomplish, goals that we had, and we hold ourselves accountable. So I make sure that Amina does what she's supposed to do. She makes sure I do what I'm supposed to do. And now we make sure you do what you're supposed to do. That's good. I need that. We are, we accomplished all of our goals that we started at the beginning of the year. Do you realize that?
1: That's so dope. We did
2: pretty damn good. You know it what, I think really well. it helps so much when you speak it into existence and then, you know, people
0: are watching
1: your moves. And like, then I, I know, you're gonna to. Ask I know.
0: Me. <laughs> I'm very shame motivated. So if I say I'm going to do something, I have to do it.
1: But they say that that you won't be ashamed to fail by yourself, but you're afraid to fail in front of other people. And that's a real thing. Like most people aren't fearful of failing.
0: They're fearful of failing in front of others. Right. That's whatever true. it
2: takes. And I'm still We the next thing for
0: you, I mean, is the talk show. Listen, I'm working on it. I'm going to have some exciting news this season. All right, good. Don't worry. I'm, working I'm on putting it. it out there. I'm working on it. Um, Angela's my manager.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you got to come through me. <laughs> so, um, are there things that you accomplished, Tanya, that you want to share with us that you had on your checklist?
1: Um, well, okay. So when I started my business, I'm very transparent about this on MyFab Finance. I self-funded, so I created debt. And I was really ashamed of that as a financial educator. Like, how do you create debt as a financial educator? But I didn't take money to build my business, and so I was self-funding. So I've been working to aggressively eliminate that debt. So far this year, I've paid off, I think, $11,000 of that debt that I had accumulated. So I'm really excited about that. And, uh, oh, I'm pregnant. And that was oh, a goal. Yeah. So, so that was that was part of like a four-year plan is that I wanted to be employed um, for myself um, for two years before I got pregnant. Because I worked at a job. I saw how my coworkers were struggling to deal with morning sickness and everything else, working for someone else. So I was like, you know what? When I get pregnant, I'm going to be working for myself, and I'm going to be able to generate income to take care of my family. And so, like, yeah, I'm pregnant. The baby just kind of fell into the plan.
2: That's exciting. So
1: that's really—it's like it's hard to think of a baby as like an accountability goal or right. a goal. But, you know, you got a plan— a baby is a financial decision. Like you know, it's a life change and it's going to affect your finances. And so, I'm really happy about that goal coming. I
2: feel like that's a schmoney baby, and that baby's going to cost some money baby, too. Baby, baby schmoney.
1: <laughs>
0: baby, like this baby don't even know.
1: Doesn't this baby know. needs to sell
0: an Instagram account. Yesterday, gotta start you think pulling. So? Gotta
1: start pulling your weight around here. Because I don't wanna be that person whose Instagram turns into their baby's Instagram. Like No,
0: you gotta give yeah. the baby a His separate own. Instagram. Yeah, they had to have their own Instagram. Instagram. And then and then that way you can gift it to him if Instagram is still relevant when he's Instagram age. Oh here you go. Bruce. I built
1: up your platform.
0: Right. Here you go. You're like, it's I've, a sweet sixteen birthday gift. That's
2: crazy to have to think like that if Instagram is still relevant.
1: If, yeah. yeah. Because I mean nobody You're thought right, MySpace though. was gonna be irrelevant. Right. Like,
0: it's like who like who knows? I still have my account.
1: <laughs> well, did anybody have a, um, a Black Planet account? I did. Yeah, I did not. I actually have a Black did a Black Planet Planet Planet's account. lunch party. Oh, I did
0: yeah, you? I didn't have a MySpace <laughs> account either. I used to be very wary of social media. Wow. It's powerful. I know. I, had a I fell into. Does for-
1: anybody remember Friendster? No, I remember Friendster, but I'm I just never young. got the hang of I'm it. I'm too young
0: for Friendster. It's Damn true. It. Yeah.
1: Um, I never got it. But yeah. So and then my my goal. F- are we going to talk about our goals for the end of the year? I guess. I, I know. Just,
0: what are what are um, a couple goals that you want to achieve this year? Um,
1: my only goal is to buy a multi family property in Los Angeles. Oh, so mm-hmm. we're oh, looking. That's, that's, that's it. all I can. That's it. That's like all <laughs> I can like. <laughs> um' it, we're, that's we're, a huge undertaking. That's huge undertaking. It is. So yeah, I'm just. Pr- praying like yeah, that and hiring a nanny. I want to be able to hire a nanny when we have the baby. But um yeah, we're looking at buying a fourplex or a triplex in Los Angeles, probably in the Slauson area or Lamert Park or Mid City. And so it's been a huge undertaking. My husband and I both work for ourselves. And so buying a house as an entrepreneur is just a whole other ball game. So pray for us. <laughs> we will be but praying. But that's the goal. That's
0: real.
2: Well, for myself, um, some things that I want to do is, you know, I've been doing a lot more charity work as of late. And I think as an entrepreneur, I also want to make sure that the things that I do are things that benefit other people so you know that was part of the reason for opening the juice bar so i'm also starting a press juice business oh my god so i'm Woo. in the process of getting that off the ground it's going to be subscription-based so it's completely Ooh. different from what i do now and it's really going to be helpful to people but with that being said i want this to be something that can be um taken over into schools
1: I love it. You know, so I want to make sure
2: because kids, a lot of times, they're not getting the right things that they need to start their day off in school. And it's causing them to have, like, you know, lack of attention. They're being diagnosed with things like ADD when it's really just their diet, I think, you know, could change a lot about their attentiveness and all of that. So that's something I'm really interested in doing. You guys know I have my book club, so I'm trying to take that up to another level and um, figure out how I can make that something bigger and better, so um, that's another undertaking. I have a lot of things that I wanna do. I started a running club, And so that's just yeah, just getting off the ground. So that's exciting for me because I know a lot of times we talk about like, oh, people got to exercise more. You got to do this more. We got to be concerned about our health. And I want to be one of those people that motivates people and actually does something instead of just saying, oh, people have to do this. I want to actually put things into motion to encourage people to want to do those things. I love that you're
1: doing a running club. I love When I drop this baby, I'm coming to run with you.
2: You could walk with us. I know.
0: (laughs) 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 The pressure is on. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Oh. All right. (laughs) And Amina? Me, I don't have any goals this year. You're a liar. I'm done. You (laughs) a liar. Actually, it's funny that you're starting a running club because one of my goals this year is to run a 5K. Mm -hmm. uh, For a long time, I was like, eh, like, you know, I'm like, I can do it, but do I want to do it? No. And also, I hate exercise accountability as we found out last year. (laughs) But I was like, you know, running a race, that's a good goal. Right. And then that way, I'm just going to figure it out. So so I'm here for you. I know. Listen. And I'll be
2: expecting you to be at all of the running clubs. It's only going to meet once a month. And my hope is that people can break off into their own group. As long as you're, not meeting, mm-hmm. as long
0: as you're not meeting in the summer, I'm there. We are meeting in the summer, girl. It's going to be hot. After the sun goes down. Okay, yeah, perfect. After the sun goes down <laughs> no, I'll morning. be there. Also, you're meeting right next to my house. So this is perfect. It's really no, I'm going
2: to knock on your door. <laughs> no, come on down. <laughs> now so, that's an accountability check. That is. <laughs>
0: I want to run a 5K. The other thing is, the other thing is, if you remember last year, my goal was to set up uh, all of my retirement stuff. Mm -hmm. And I did that. I have a SEP IRA. Your girl is probably going to retire well one day. It's like all perfect. But this year, what I want to do is build up my savings fund because uh, it got depleted while I was sick. I didn't work for a long time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and also like savings is how you ward off all sorts of emergencies mm-hmm. that you have. And so my goal is to have a year's worth of salary saved. Okay. Okay. Saved. And it's very aggressive. And it it's brought out a lot of stuff for me where I just realized all of the impulse shopping that I do. Hello. And De-de-de. just like, you know, the... <laughs> The really complicated relationship that I have with saving and what Mm. it means and, and, you know, it's because I like I'm somebody who takes care of my family a lot. And, you know, I went through this like big health crisis and all these things. And so I feel that for me, in order to be secure and to feel safe and I can do this, I just need to do it. But also saving means a lot of sacrifice for me. And I chafe at that a lot (laughs) And it's it's been really interesting to see the things that I'm willing to give up and the other things where I'm like, I don't know about this. And putting myself on a really strict budget because... I, you know, I cheat on the budget all the time.
1: Yeah, and that's important to giving yourself that flexibility in the budget, right? Mm-hmm. Is because it's like, you know, I look at it as like a diet. If you tell yourself like, yeah. I can't have sweets anymore for the rest of the year, you're gonna have sweets. But if you say, you know what, Sunday is my cheat day, then right. you'll look forward to Sunday. And I think savings and creating your budget is the same way. Like you still have to have things you enjoy doing. Right. But it's like
0: looking at saving, you know, like as a game or even as, you know, like another form of taking care of yourself. It's yeah. like, yes, I'm investing in my future self. And this is a way that I will be financially secure in the future and that any of these like family emergencies or my own emergencies or healthcare emergencies are not going to come to scare me. Mm-hmm. But it's, you know, like a year's worth of salary is a lot. Yeah, <laughs> it is. And, you it know, it's,
2: it's a lot. You talked about retirement and for so long, I've always been concerned about how am I going to be able to retire comfortably and not have to worry about Am I going to have enough money to pay my bills? You know, a lot of times you see people that are working well past the age that they thought they would retire because they have to, and not necessarily because they want to, and I don't want to be in that position. And I was telling you guys before we started this, I was reading an article about how you should have um, paid off off all your debts by the time you're 45 years Mm -hmm. old to prepare for retirement, and I feel like, including your mortgage, and I feel like for a lot of people that's kind of like a, you know, that's scary.
0: That is. Because I'm
2: not going to have my mortgage paid off
0: by that time. I know. I Well, as somebody who doesn't have a mortgage, the other goal that I have is to get all of my financial stuff in order mm-hmm. so that I can look into buying a house next year. And, it, you know, I just, I don't like paperwork. I don't Girl. like, I, like, not only do I not like paperwork, I don't like being confronted with my spending habits and with my money in just this laid out way, which buying a house is just that. It's so it's invasive. Just like, yeah. yeah, buying a house is like just putting yourself on blast all the time and telling people your salary and your spending habits especially when you're self-employed it's just it's terrifying so I'm trying to figure out all the things that I need to do so that if next I can help you
2: so much with that because you're um, you trying to buy a house in Brooklyn right? Yes and so when I did that and that was really only about four years ago I can tell you like the whole entire process of what I went through because Brooklyn you know New York in general is a very specific type of market. Yeah. Just, no,
0: but it's so competitive and
2: scary. That's why I'm saying it's very specific because it is very competitive. So I definitely can um, give you a lot of tips about that. That's but it best. can be done. I know. Can and, be done.
0: and Tanya's hooking me up with a financial planner because I need to figure out what to do with my book advance money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and because, he's awesome. Because you know, I already told you that falls into my fake money bucket. <laughs>
2: was like, so that's, that's not going towards buying a house? Um,
0: I mean maybe it is It's just I'm just, them just them like I have a windfall I, I look at it as a windfall even even though technically it is salary, but I'm like, <laughs> I windfall. No, it's true. But I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I, fake money. Yeah, I'm like, it's yeah. fake money for me. Like I, you know, I was like the, there are things that I do that I'm like, this is how I live my life every day. Everything else is just extra. Mm-hmm. And so I want to, you know, and we got like a pretty good advance. So I want to figure out how, how, what I'm going to do with that money. And also book payments are done in um, four portions. So, you know, in, you know, like in three years and four payments, how much money you have. And so I need to like plan taxes for that. I need to figure out if I want to put it in savings or if it's going to be an investment or if it's going to be, you know, like a down payment for a house. I need to figure all of that out. You know, I just want
2: to say if you are ready to start thinking about buying a house, you should start looking now. Because it's going to take a while to even find the house that you want. And it's important for you to educate yourself. Like, it took me over a year to find my house, right? Yeah. So that's why I'm saying start looking now. But I also, during that time, didn't know anything about you know, buying a home and getting a mortgage and I got pre-approved and I had no idea how much I could even really afford.
1: Yeah, and it's important to go through that process. Mm -hmm.
2: And then if you find a house that you like and you're pre-approved for a certain amount, it's so much easier for you to get it because it is competitive. Like a house will go on the market and be gone that same day. But if you're pre-approved, then they already know that you're able to buy that house. I'm
0: already sweating.
2: (laughs) But but the reason why I say start looking now is because it's not a rush for you right now because you might not be exactly ready. isn't
0: up necessarily.
2: uh-huh. And it's by the true. time that you're like ready... You're not
1: pregnant. Like you know, You're trying to get <laughs> anywhere. You're trying to get settled before the baby comes. No, but, no, but my point is I by need, the time... I need
2: to figure it out. Cause cause because when, before, when I started looking, I didn't have enough money saved up for a down payment or anything yet. But I was like, let me start looking. Because that way, I started looking at houses. And it educated me a lot on what to look for in a house. You yeah. know, and what neighborhoods mm-hmm. and but what the write. houses were going for in certain areas. And to be able to they... ask educated questions. Because the first few houses I looked at, I didn't know what I was Looking for until you go and you learn different things and you learn the terminology, and then you're like, okay, I want to make sure that I have, you know, a three family house. I don't want to bus stop in front of my house because I don't want people lingering in front of my house when I'm, you know, walking out the door. I want to make sure that I have brick. I want to, you know, know about the wiring for the electrical. I want to, there's a lot of things that you might not think about, but once you start looking at houses, you'll become like an expert, almost like a real estate agent yourself, so that when you walk into a house, you can ask questions and they'll know you know what you're talking about and you'll feel more confident.
1: I think it lights the fire under you too, you know, because mm-hmm. you're like, Okay, I'm out here looking at houses, I've got my pre approval. No, this has to happen, you know, and you just become more committed to that yeah. goal because it feels that much more real when you start looking. And I think sometimes I I price myself out of neighborhoods I thought I couldn't afford. It, that's what happened to because me. Because I was like, No, there's no way and then we start looking at places, I'm like, Oh, we can actually afford to live here, like Lemert mm-hmm. Park. So I live in Los Angeles I love Limer- and Limer- Lemert Park. Park is a community that I absolutely love and it's been gentrified. So, you know, it's not as affordable as it used to be. And we were looking, I was like, no, there's no way we can afford Mer Park. And our agents started showing us places that were within our budget and how we would make it work. And so you don't know until you start looking. So I definitely agree with Angela that start it now. may seem like it's far off, but it's not as far off as you would think it would be and you might need that time to get things. And in
0: all this encouragement. Your girl yeah. might buy a house. And I all these you, like when
2: you're not in a rush to do it, it's actually kind of fun. Like when it's you're not true. like under the gun and under pressure like I have to do this. I have only 3 months. Like if you can leisurely be like, "Okay, let me go look. Let me go to this open house or let me get three different realtors so they can show me different things." Yeah. You know, yeah. that way it's not pressure and you can just go and like, "Okay, I like this. Oh, I don't like this. I like this neighborhood. Oh, this is what this costs over here." Or I never thought about this neighborhood.
1: But yeah, also it is important also to point out that some houses can be like money pits. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know what you're getting yourself into and you don't do that research ahead of time, like you could make a bad decision. And I always say like, all homes aren't investments. Like The wrong home is a bad investment. The right is. home is a good investment. So you really want to make sure that that particular property makes sense for you. And everyone shouldn't be home buyers. Like I honestly did not want to buy a home until more recently. And that's because I felt like I knew why I was buying a home. Not just because yeah. my parents were like, okay, this is next step. You got your master's degree. Now you got to buy a house. Yeah. Rather than understanding how it fit into my plan and that we plan to stay somewhere for a while. So I know we're talking about home ownership. But I also mm-hmm. want to say like that's not for everybody at this point right. of their life. Life. you have and to be yeah, realistic yeah. and that's
0: also like why I'm not stressed out about it you know like my big goal for last year was getting my stuff together for retirement I was like if if I at the stage of life that I'm at one of the, the biggest priority that I had was retirement I was like I'm 30 something I haven't really Paid attention to it And you know That stuff like Accumulates really fast It's like if you're not Starting to plan for retirement In your 20s You're already behind the ball In your 30s right. And you know It's it's just I it's didn't something,
2: start planning for that Until my 30s Right either.
0: It's like I think about How many jobs I had That had like You know Matching plans That I didn't yeah. look into And that stuff But you know We are not gonna live in regret <laughs> so, I'm go back it's and fine. It does not serve you You know what you. I mean yeah. it, it doesn't serve you But I just You know It's like That was a decade of mistakes and you know when you know better you obviously understand the impact of it i'm like i'm gonna be fine but i just see where all of that stuff is and so you know and and i think that you're right it's like home ownership it's like it's for people whenever you want it to be but like one of the things that we can focus on is you know really figuring out like what that goal can serve you. Mm -hmm. Because
2: I want to make sure I own my home by the time I retire. I really do. Mm -hmm. Like, I want to make sure when it's time to retire, I don't have to worry about paying a mortgage anymore. You know, I have a two-family house, and that was important to me when I bought a house to make sure that I had some income, so it helps with my mortgage a lot. And um, another thing I would say you have to do is get a home inspector, like, if you decide that you want to. Because, you know, this goes back to what Tanya said about how a house could potentially be a money pit. You know, the first house I put an offer in on would have been a money pit. And I only knew that because I had someone come and inspect the home. Yeah. And he was like, look, I don't think you should buy this house. I'm going to be honest with you. Well,
1: thank he God said for him. He
2: said, you should spend a little more. And I didn't know I could spend more until I, I hadn't gotten pre-approved at that time. So I yeah. didn't know what I yeah. could afford. So he was like, just... um, spend a little bit more and get a real brownstone. It'll be, the value of that will be so much more for you and this
1: house just... That's a real education send him, Send that man an edible arrangement.
2: Right? <laughs> no, and the truth of the matter is it costs money to hire a home inspector but it saves you so much money in the long run so I just think that's a, um, you know, something really valuable mm-hmm. that well, I learned.
0: Well, listen, you know how we got so many questions for from all the listeners that use the hashtag Live Colorful. That's Live Colorful with two L's. So, I think that Moving forward, we're going to start actually answering some of these. So the first question that we got says, I'm an adult student who graduated from Smith and I'm looking to continue my education. Congrats, girl. Mm -hmm. It's at uh, at my France on uh, on Instagram and Twitter. But I'm also hearing a lot about saving for retirement. How do I decide? How do I decide where to start when it comes to saving? This is such a good question because it goes to that, like, what are your priorities and what are the things that you're supposed to have in order? And it
1: also goes into, like, what is your life? And in all honesty, because I think that, if, for example, if you have parents that you know will be self-sufficient by the time, you know, you get into your career and by the time you start having a family, then your goals are going to look completely different than someone who knows that they'll most likely be taking care of their parents and mm-hmm. you have to plan differently. And it's interesting that um, just graduated from Smith one thing I do see a lot of college students do now, and I think it's great, but I think they overwhelm themselves. Like I have to have it all figured out right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just got to figure out what's going to happen for your career. Like, can, are you going to be working in your career? Are you going to be working in a career path where well, a four hundred one k will be offered to you, or will you be freelance? Like, what will you be doing? Yeah, in and your also career? you're like saddle
0: with debt. You know? Yeah, like I mean?
1: you have to settle. I, I think that a lot of students they get a lot of anxiety because the news we're always talking about deficits. There's not going to be any Social Security. There's not going to be any Medicare. Da 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 da. But it's like you also have to like how snow settles to the ground you kind of just have to let your life kind of settle and see what your responsibilities are going to be and what you're bringing in before you say I'm going to before you make declarations about I'm going to do this and do that because you might get a job where you're barely able to save that was my first job out right. of college like That's I was barely able to save out of college. Right. yeah <laughs> like I was working at a call center went to school for public administration working at a call center you know yeah I and was it,
0: making $21,000 my first year and I was making $23,000 you yeah. know what I mean it's like I, and I was like I can't believe I lived on that listen and I lived I was like I used to like go out on weekends like I don't know how I did that <laughs> it's like please don't do that to me again like I don't know how like no, I, I could do I it, truly but, yeah. do not know how but I also think you know the reason that I actually like this question is mm-hmm. because for as much as a lot of students stress out and they freak out they also just don't make plans you know mm-hmm, so I true. think that having a serious like come to Jesus with yourself and saying what are my priorities yeah. if you and I would say that you know there's a lot of expert advice on there but you really need to look at yourself and what your capacity is and what your obligations are and I would say like I graduated college with no student debt but that's also like you know I was like I was an international student I have to pay for it but if I had had debt That would have been the thing that I would say, like, how am I gonna meet my debt obligation every month? Because that is, it looms large. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and the way that I am, like, carrying that kind of debt, I know would just, it just, like, eat me up inside. But the thing about student loan debt is that
1: a lot of people don't realize that the interest that you pay on student loan debt, the rate of return that you would get on investments is actually higher. Yeah. And so a lot of people focus on their student loan debt, but it's like, that's like the least threatening debt that you have. Now, if you have mm-hmm. a lot of consumer debt, then we need to aggressively eliminate that. But you might be able to put, you might be able to get on a pay as you earn plan for your student loans or something right. that's more affordable that frees you up to do other things with your money so that your money's actually working for you in your younger age. Because we do know the younger you start investing, the more time your yes. money has to compound Even if it's $50 a month? Even if it's fifty right. like, fifty. dollars, like you know, I had nothing, like, up I until, nothing, like, but 27. I, but I
0: put myself in the habit of always saving something. Like, it didn't matter how it was because I was, like, this is discipline. And I would have, I think it was, like, $40 taken out of my, like, tiny check every month. But that's good. And, yeah, but yeah, at the end of the it, year, I, I was, different. like, that's money that I didn't have before. I was, no, like, like that's zero. No, yeah. And I now, wish I, I would You know, and now I have, like, a couple hundred dollars. But I think that, like, building that discipline for yourself and also, like, not being afraid to go and ask an expert. Like, a lot of people think Like a lot, you know, they just sit there with their own shame and their own lack of information or they're like talking to their friends who are just as clueless at them as them. And it's like pick up the phone, look at the internet, talk to a professional and say like here's my student loan debt, here's how much I have in rent, here's the lifestyle that I wanna live, like here's the like, what do I need to do to get there? Yeah. Because sitting there with your own shame and your anxiety, that is not going to help anybody. And yeah. You need to make a
1: plan.
2: And I just remember, I took me, um, I think, like 12 years to pay off my student loans because I deferred them a few times. But I remember after I paid off my student loans, I was like, OK, I'm so used to paying this amount every month that instead of my student loan, because I didn't start. You know my IRA until I was in my 30s, my early 30s. But I was like, you know what? Since I don't have to pay this student loan anymore, I'm going to take that money and put the money that would have been going to my student loan into my IRA.
1: Yeah, just pay yourself with it. And one of the things I do love, there's a lot of resources and letstarttoday.com is a great resource, especially if you want to start looking at retirement because life comes at you fast. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like I was just graduating from college a few years ago and life comes at you fast. And so you can use we have tips and um, resources available so you can actually start to look at what retirement might look like for you, what you want in retirement because I think we have an idea of what our retirement would look like. Like we're going to retire maybe in like Palm Springs and drive an RV around the United States and just like...
0: Wow, <laughs> you're describing my retirement. You know, but... <laughs> i to live on an <laughs>
1: island somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not, you know, like different realities based on yeah. your planning. And so that really helps you put things into perspective. Okay, I need to have this amount of money set aside by this amount of time if I want to live like
0: this. Exactly. And also like, you know, paying attention to the news and paying attention to policy... Because, you know, like there's all this scaremongering right now about what Social Security is going to look like. But the truth is that we don't know what Congress is going to do or not do in the next 25 years. Sure so yeah. you can't. They don't know. That's not. I think that like if you're somebody who is a millennial, like that money is not money you should be counting on. <laughs> you should count on yourself and what you can do. And the truth is that you will probably contribute more to a system that will not give you back those returns. But you know, I would say that if you have a job and your company has a matching 401k, yeah. that's actually the perfect place to start. Mm-hmm. It's like you don't have to max it out. You probably cannot afford it <laughs> if you're like a normal college student. Yeah. But start, you know, and it's also where you build in this discipline of like take the money out of your paycheck before you even see it. It's not a, you know, setting up those automatic payments and doing it every month, and also just like getting to know what your company benefits are. Because these are decisions that you're, when you start to know these things, they're going to factor into the kinds of jobs that you take. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Where you're like, oh, I don't want to work for this company because they don't have good maternity benefits. Mm -hmm. They don't have a matching 401k or whatever. It's part, like your compensation package is actually all of that. Your compensation package is not just what you get so as happy. a salary so and a lot of people that, yes. you know and a lot of people don't think about that right and so you know like I love that you said that like you're you know like planning to have a baby was a four-year thing and I see this a lot where people are like I want to have a kid one day and then they don't look at the benefits that their future employers will give them or they start like hating their job and it's like well but the truth is that this job is the job that will give you the best benefit for the lifestyle that you want to have mm-hmm. and I think that You know, in your 20s, even if you're, you know, some people are blessed and they go into like working for Goldman Sachs and like all those things and they can figure it out. But even if you are working at a tiny nonprofit and you're not making any money, you can start getting that information now and you can start forming those habits now. It's Mm -hmm. not about, you know. We've, we've said this so many times a lot of financial planning is not about becoming a millionaire it's literally about learning how to manage the money that you have and how to live the lifestyle that you want to live and Absolutely. then you can figure that out for yourself
2: and sometimes for me what has always worked is setting goals for myself and knowing that the sacrifices that I make financially is actually for a purpose that I want to achieve something you know like talking about buying a house you know for the period of time that I knew I was going to do that I made so many sacrifices and I like to shop. I wasn't shopping. I wasn't really going out. I wasn't going on vacations or mm-hmm. anything, you know, and I was working really hard doing every side job that I could do to get extra money to save up and put in the bank because I knew that at some point really soon, I wanted to buy a house and I wanted to make sure I had as much money as possible for my down payment yeah. so that I could get a better interest rate on my mortgage and have, you know, lower payments. Exactly. So that, I think when you have goals in mind of what it is that you want to do, that also will affect you know how you save your money.
0: I also want to go away. back to the question, though, because the the, the question was really that she wants to further her education and so you know you like you think about grad school and mm-hmm. grad school can either be an investment or a money pit yeah. it's the same thing <laughs> as a house sure it can be you know, like, know yeah. what I mean like I sometimes I talk There's to people It's no telling and like, you know <laughs> I talk time, to people and you like you no. study what and you owe how much <laughs> and you're at the you know you're like at the back of the line for, for doing this my you know like my story is classic I wanted to go to law school more than anything in the world and then the recession happened and I supported my family and I was like I can't do this I truly there was may, if it had been a different year and the economy had been different like you'd be talking to Amina Esquire but that's not what happened but when I think about it now I actually don't have that regret I was like, oh, I got to exactly where I wanted to go to, and I figured it out. Mm-hmm. And the thing is that, like, you have to think of your education that way: is it an investment, or is it just, or are you just avoiding getting into the real world? Right. Like, and if oh, you decide, yeah, well, yeah. And if you decide that it's an investment, you need to start finding ways to pay for it. It's like, who is going to give you a grant? Who is going to give you a scholarship? How much can you work? And also, how do different, you know, like. How, how is that? Uh, a lot of grad students like get salaries from their school essentially because you are, a, you become a TA. And thinking about that stuff, it's like, how is it going to affect your finances? And what happens if your student aid comes in late or, mm-hmm. you know, if like the law changes or something and it's like, well, now you have to pay higher taxes on that. Like the new tax bill that we're having will have significant impact on people who are going through graduate programs. Mm-hmm. And you need, you know, and you need to decide for yourself because, borrowing like hundreds of thousands of dollars to further to further your education it might be worth it, but in some cases it is in fact not worth but it. But sometimes yeah. you
1: can't tell. Yeah, so I think it's important to understand that there are options when it comes to school. Well, first of all, when someone tells me they want, they have certain educational goals, I often ask them, is this for you or is this for your family? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people go Ooh, to school for, real. yeah, they that's go to school fact. for My someone else. My dad's a doctor.
2: He wants me to be a doctor also even though I don't want to. <laughs> right, like you go to school for that's someone sad. else
1: and you're living someone else's life and we wonder why yeah. people are miserable it's because they're living someone else's life not their ideal life. And
0: and, and then also, you have like, and related also, to life that. Used to be Different, right? Where people will tell you like, "I was janitor and I put myself through law school," and it's like, "Sir, it's 2018. <laughs> like, ain't like no money is different. You know what I mean, yeah? yeah it's like work
1: study is different now. School is increasingly, increasingly um, more expensive. So, 1987, 1988, the tuition at a private nonprofit four-year institution school was what fifteen thousand dollars, fifteen thousand one hundred sixty dollars, and then last year the same school cost more than double at thirty-four thousand seven hundred and forty.
2: Listen, I went to Wesleyan. Do you know how much the tuition at Wesleyan is? Ooh. Hold on, let me Google that for you guys.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's like, crazy. I'm like, wow. That's- and this is undergrad. You know what I mean? It's like thinking about some and somebody who's undergrad, like getting hundred and twenty thousand dollars plus of debt, right? To come out and work at a job where you're probably going to be making thirty thousand dollars a yes, year. Yes, if you're lucky. You got to think about that.
2: You Wesleyan really- is fifty two thousand four hundred seventy four dollars a graduate. year. Oh my gosh, you So
1: graduate, you graduate with like year. a mortgage? That's a North Carolina mortgage. <laughs> Yeah, like if you take out student loans, that's a yeah, but, that's a mortgage but in like times Atlanta, four,
0: right? Like, isn't yeah. that isn't that nuts? And the thing is, undergrad—you haven't even right. went to grad school. Mm-hmm. That's undergrad, and the you know, and the thing is that like even the way that we do education in this country, I you know, if you have goals that you want, they're looking into community college and looking into options that can make it affordable for you because mm-hmm. the truth is that the way that the economy is set up right now, the scam is that you are just signing your name onto debt that you don't fully understand the impact exactly. of. 18 you years know what old. I mean? Yeah. Like, you are 18 and you are taking on, like, more money than most people make in their whole lives. Yeah, And you're coming out into an economy that is not in great shape and, you know, and it's, I think about all these kids, especially who want to live in some of these expensive cities, yeah. you know, and like Like, I didn't come from a wealthy family, so there was nobody, there was no financial net to to fall on. And I think that really having a a thing, a real conversation with yourself about, am I doing this because it's a name brand and it's a status Mm -hmm. and it's a whatever, or it's somebody else's dream, or actually here are the goals that I have for myself and here is how I can do that and be in great shape in four years in 10 years in 20 years well That's here's a cool. good
2: trick community, because we talked about community colleges right um, you can actually go to community college and take some of the required coursework for a lot of major yeah. degrees and that will cut your tuition bill in half and then you can actually from most schools transfer some or all of those credits yeah. and get that diploma from whatever school that you
1: actually graduate from absolutely and one of the things I did actually is I had a four year scholarship to my undergrad Graduate institution and I went there for free for two years and then I transferred to the school I actually wanted to go there to. There you go. Yeah. And so half and half and then when I got to that other school I negotiated with them. So I ended up you know where there's a will there's a way and when you want to save money you'll find it and so I ended up looking through their course catalog for all the discounts that they offered anything that I could qualify for and I got an out of state tuition waiver so technically I paid in state tuition even though I was an out of state tuition wow. like student wow. and I was able to negotiate with that with them ongoing for the next couple of years. This America. You can negotiate yeah. anything. You, you, be so surprised like they'll find something for you and then I yeah. ended up working for the school so I had work study and then I ended up working for the research institution at the school so I was getting paid to work for them and then my work study also came through them and then I got a scholarship through them my next year at that
0: school so like there's so basically, you got options.
2: paid to go to college. Basically, like,
0: I, <laughs> listen, I, and you, I came, and you money, came but out, I make money, that's and right. I, like,
1: you know what I mean? I know, and, but and you came
0: out on top, right? It's like, imagine if you hadn't gotten all of those breaks, and it took some work to do, and it, you know, like. And it was so worth it. Yeah. But I, mean, I still got grad
1: school debt. Right, like, you know, but at least I don't have as much debt as right. someone who has undergrad and graduate. school Oh,
0: when debt. I think about undergrads who have a hundred thousand dollars plus of debt, it like I physically get sick.
1: But you know, that's the reality. And also, I know we've spoken about a lot of kids, but there are a lot of people who are returning to college yeah. because they went into the workforce and they're realizing that people, you know, they might need a degree for a promotion or to be taken seriously in their their career path or whatever it may be. And so, it's important for them to understand there are a lot of grants for people returning back to college or yeah. who are, are you know single mothers and so forth and there's so much money out there and I remember talking to someone who administered grant funds and they said they aren't applying for the money like we have the funds here and people just aren't applying for it I think a lot of research they don't
2: know about it and if you really want to make it happen you can find some type of scholarship find
1: it I think people count themselves out before they actually start doing the research understand they're just waiting for someone to give money to
0: right you know and also like if you're a college student I would say stop Stressing out and asking your peers what they're doing with their lives, and ask people who have the jobs that you want to have what their path was. Because your peers don't, because I know, because you know, like your peers don't know. They're in the same boat as you. They're just as clueless as you. And the truth is that you know the nature of work is changing a lot. Mm -hmm. I am. Not doing the thing. I like went to college to study government and political science and Middle Eastern studies. I thought I was going to be Christian Poor. And here I am. You know, it's like work changes. Life will throw you all sorts of curveballs. So if you think about college as a place where you get tools to figure out the rest of your life as opposed to I'm majoring in this thing. This is the thing that I'm going to do. That's the best thing that you can do. And for
2: use the alumni network yeah. at the school that you go to. That's so important. Like people that um, go to Wesleyan or went to Wesleyan hit me up all the time. People that went to my high school or still go there will hit me up and be like, "Hey, I'm going to Poly." And you have a sort of like, you know, you feel endeared. Like, okay, make you know, this person went my to. Degree. Yeah, I mean, this is
0: literally, but this is literally what you pay for. like right. You don't yeah. pay- that
2: connection. Yeah, and people, people think- want to help out other people that You pay that for went to college for
0: networking connections. Mm-hmm. You're not paying mm-hmm. to like learn how to do things. Like, you can figure that out. On your own. You pay, you pay for the club and so the club needs to be worth like it. Like when you're yeah. there,
2: I remember at Wesley, we had the Career Resource Center so you could go there and literally get internships from alumni that when you could look at any category, any category that you wanted to work in and I did a lot of internships just going to the Career Resource Center saying okay, they're taking interns here, here, here. Let me apply for these internships and that's how I got internships.
1: And I'm happy you said that because college is also what you make it mm-hmm. and just getting that degree doesn't mean you're going to be successful and you have to put that work in. You have to make this the connection you have to build your resume as well because just because you graduate doesn't mean that you're people are going to hand you a job it's all about what you did while you were you're in school you're literally
0: signing up to go to the bottom to the end of the line but so mm-hmm. you know it's like i'm thinking about the person who asked this question i wish you a lot of luck sit down figure out what you want to do mm-hmm. and you know and and do that and invest in yourself in the future like don't be don't be ruled by somebody else's idea of what your life can be
2: and research some grants like we said Mm -hmm. and research some scholarship opportunities
1: and also just understand what your your responsibilities will be going forward and really have that conversation with your parents are they planning for retirement because if your parents aren't planning for retirement your retirement's going to look different you know and like your adulthood's (laughs) going to look different and your ability to plan for your retirement is going to look different so you really want to have that conversation to make sure uh, just to understand what kind of burdens you're going to have going forward
0: well, that's all we have time for this week. That was a lot, y'all. I know. I know. I'm
2: excited. No, like, I feel
0: like I need to call my dad and talk about his return.
2: Listen. Year. Listen, my well, parents
1: get
0: tired of me. They're like,
1: listen, you know what we're doing.
0: An okay. accountability
2: check-in for you. I mean, I have another thing for you. I want you to start uh, looking at homes. I'm actually going to refer oh, you. Oh,
0: I thought you were going to give me
2: more homework. Okay, no, that's, <laughs> that's good homework. homework. No, I'm that's good gonna homework. I'm actually going to give you a couple of realtors that I know and the one that sold me my house done, done and, and I done, want and you done. to just start looking like done. and my realtor was great she wasn't pushy she was very helpful to me ma'am, and- ma'am I
0: have one dollar what's going on here <laughs>
2: She'll be like, okay. No, but she really was great. And so if you're looking to buy a home, you Done. know, visit letstarttoday.com and you can search for buying a home. And there's a lot of tips and tricks there that you might need for that. So make sure you check back on Wednesday, July 18th for episode two. That's when we're going to talk all about the job
0: market. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Colorful Lives on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Spotify. You can follow me on social media at Aminatu. A-M-I-N-A-T-O-U. You
2: must have got that early. Girl, always.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I got at Angela Yee, so that worked out too. (laughs) And you can find me at MyFabFinance,
1: as fab is in fabulous finance.
0: You can join the conversation on social media and use the hashtag LiveColorful. That's colorful with two L's at the end. Colorful Lives,
2: presented by State Farm, is a loudspeaker studio production. Our executive producers are Matt Raz and Chris Morrow. The show was engineered and edited by Dwayne Crawford. For more information on Colorful Lives, lives and other loudspeakers podcasts follow at lsn podcast on twitter or loudspeakers network on instagram